Hey, it's Sunday, December 18th, the day that Lionel Messi and the Argentinian national team won the 2022 FIFA World Cup final. In an instant classic against a great French team, the Argentinians came out victorious, not without a fair French fight. That French team came on, went down swinging in a very honorable way. But in the end, Argentina came out victorious. We've been celebrating all morning, all afternoon, and it's bled into the evening. Uh, I probably have had a little bit too much to drink at this point, but it's, it's okay. It's okay. This is as close as I'll get to seeing my favorite team win the World Cup. So let me have this, okay? It's currently 9.30 p.m. West Coast time. And you're stuck with just me tonight. George couldn't make it tonight. I don't know what could be more important than to film this podcast on a Sunday night. But we're not going to judge him for that. Before we get into the podcast, we'll recap this arguably the greatest World Cup final of all time. We'll go over Messi's legacy and where he ranks. I mean, at this point, unless you're a hater, you just got to admit that uh, this man is the greatest of all time. But we'll get into it. And then we'll go ahead and compare what we've witnessed over this past decade. Not only witnessing the greatest soccer player of all time, but also how we've witnessed the greatest American football player of all time. And we could compare the two and perhaps reminisce on how lucky we've been to witness such greatness in both sports which will possibly be a good lead up into what's to come for the proper foul podcast since the world cup is over we're moving on to the nfl after this and uh possibly we'll, we'll get into it we'll get into it but for now let's get let's get a couple extra seconds on this tropicalissimo apache intro Man, oh man. If only George was here so I could give him a bunch of shit, all the shit that I've been waiting to give him since the day I told him that Argentina was winning this World Cup. At the end of the day, we all know Mexico is not winning it in, I don't know, the next 20 years. Unless something drastically changes within that federation. So you know what? I'm going to take this win and I'm going to make it my own because... As a Mexico fan, this is as close as I will get to witnessing my team win the World Cup. Since I've been a Messi fan ever since after the 2010 World Cup. I know, I know, I've been a little late. Probably jumped on the bandwagon if you want to say. But that's the point in time in my life where I actually came into uh, watching European soccer, world soccer really. Up until that point... You would catch me watching Santos games and Santos games only. And if you would ask me who's the greatest player in the world, I'd probably tell you Cristian Benitez or Jared Borghetti or uh, Daniel Emanuel Nudueña. Shout out George, his twin. But 
with this Argentina victory, in my eyes, it cements the greatest of all time legacy for Lionel Messi. Everyone, whenever you'd bring it up, especially to the old-timers or even to the Ronaldo fans, they'd say, he can't win with Argentina. He can't win the World Cup. He can't win. He just can't lead this Argentinian group. He needs that help from the greats of Andres Iniesta and Xavi. But all that's put to rest today. There is no rebuttal. The only rebuttal, I guess, from the haters now would be it was the ref. The ref was paid off. It's rigged. At the end of the day, if you genuinely think about it and you really put on a tinfoil hat, you could make an argument for all sports is scripted. So I'm going to take that poor argument, fold it up, crumple it up, throw it away in the trash. Yell Kobe as I shoot it. But Lionel Messi has officially won 11 league titles, 10 in Spain, 1 in France. He's won seven Copa del Reyes, one French Super Cup, along with four Champions League titles. Those are the major cups, tournaments, leagues at the club level. If you want to throw in three Club World Cups, that's fine as well. Okay. For Argentina, he won the 2009 Olympics, won the 2005 Under 20. He won the 2021 Copa America. And finally, he's achieved the FIFA World Cup. So when it comes to team accomplishments, not only has he won it all, but he's dominated in every competition he's won. Whether it be La Liga with 10 titles or this World Cup where the man took a sip out of the fountain of youth and showed the world what he's still capable of, even at his age now. There's also, if you want to look at, individual awards. He was 10 times the player of the year for La Liga. He was the top goal scorer in various tournaments, leagues, um, cups. And it's just something we all have to appreciate. To, to say that we witnessed such greatness over 10 years. Now, if for some reason the debate was going to go on for eternity if, if he didn't win this, but like how Kanye West once said, everybody wants to know what I would do if I didn't win. I guess we'll never know. It's over. The debate is over, and um, we're going to close this, stamp it, seal it, Lionel Messi is the greatest of all time. Now to recap how Lionel Messi triumphantly finally won the tournament that he so desperately needed to, to stamp and seal this. You just have to also appreciate the fact that we witnessed the greatest World Cup final in history, a fitting end to the tale. And I mean, in the beginning, Argentina seemed like they were going to coast through, looked like France laid, called, yelled uncle and, uh, waved the white flag for about, I'd say 60 minutes. The entire first half, Argentina dominated that match. Um, what was kind of embarrassing was when France 
subbed off Usman Dembele, Olivier Giroud. But Olivier Giroud, that's justifiable because the man was dealing with a knee injury. But the way Usman Dembele must have felt when in the 40th minute, the champs calls to sub him off has got to be pretty fucking embarrassing if you ask me. Dembele was getting eaten up all for those 40 minutes. He was getting eaten up by Di Maria on that left wing. Di Maria was doing whatever and whatever, however the fuck he wanted. So much so that Dembele gave up a penalty. But if we really, if we really want to get into it, I guess that was the penalty, the penalty with the most questions raised in Argentina's tournament i know a lot a lot of people were saying argentina just keeps on getting penalties called for them every game and that's fair they did but i mean most of them all of them actually were not as questionable as this one in the final today but i guess it was just a good flop job by uh by di maria and as the game got to the 60th minute um we really Started seeing a French team wake up, really. Because it was until then when you started seeing them pressure a lot more, go after the ball, start making some runs, um, receive the ball in the opponent's half. That was when you really started seeing this French team wake up. And then Otamendi gives a penalty away. Otamendi fouls Mbappe and deservingly they get a penalty called. That was when, you know, I said, oh, okay, well, Argentina or France is going to get a goal back. I mean, they should be fine. Argentina, the way they've been defending, except for this one mistake, should possibly, should should be fine. They're, they'll, this game will end in 90 minutes, hopefully. I look at the clock, it's, it's at the 80th minute, and I think to myself, they're at least adding seven, eight minutes onto it. Mbappe scores a penalty, and uh, at this point, I'm not nervous. And then, out of nowhere, you just see a ball flying into the box with Mbappe at the top of the box. Inside, but at the top of the box. And he doesn't let the ball bounce. And he pulls a ridiculous strike through the keeper. And the game is all of a sudden fucking tied 2-2. Two to two. It was a 1-2 punch. Argentina never, nobody saw it coming. And that just goes to show the greatness of Kylian Mbappe. Argentina holds on <laughs> because it looked very much so like they were going to give up the give up the game in ninety. It looked like France for the after after France's second goal, it looked like they were going to score the third, but they held on, and extra time was just a repeat of the first ninety minutes, really. Argentina came out swinging, was playing great. They score. Messi somehow finds the back of the net off of a deflection from uh, from Hugo Lloris. From a strike by none other than Latauro Martinez. Ever since they subbed that man in, he had every he had all of Argentina's opportunities to score in extra time. And he did not put one in the back of the net. 
like clear opportunities. There was a header, there was a volley, um, and most I, I believe there was a volley where it was just way off target, and uh, uh, the rest were just straight to the keeper. And of course, you know that was that's that's been the story for him all World Cup, and it didn't change no matter even though it was the final. Didn't expect didn't expect it to change either. But Messi finds the back of the net off of a deflection, and you could just see on the television the stadium just explodes. Everyone and their moms in that stadium thought that was it. Thought that was the winner. Nobody, none other than Lionel Messi scoring it in dramatic fashion as well, with uh, the play being the the game being stopped for a little a quick little VAR check. Messi got his celebration in. Watching that. I knew it was in. I celebrated immediately. And I even myself was saying, it's over. It's over. This is this is it. This is the perfect ending to this to the fairy tale. Um but a quick little handball in the box off of a shot that looked like it wasn't even going in. It wasn't even going on target, really. The shot leaves Mbappe's foot, and Montiel starts turning his back towards the ball, hoping it hits his back. He just jumps in the way, but he lifts his elbow up, and it hits him right in the elbow. Just very unlucky. Um, you put some blame on him, but you really can't, just because, I mean, to jump in front of a ball, you know, you got you to gotta use your, your arms to, you know, swing yourself in a direction to possibly block it. So it's understandable. Unacceptable, but understandable. But Mbappe just goes ahead and scores his hat trick in the fucking FIFA World Cup final. And it was, at that point, just all our hearts hearts sank as soon as that happened. And then, and after that, again, just like in the end of, just like in the end of the 90th, uh, France ties it. And then it seems like they're going to get the winner one way or another after, like, they get revived. They... They get revived and they start pressing, they start attacking, they start getting they start creating chances. And the clearest one of all was when Colo Muani made a great run behind the defense, receives the ball, and he's one on one with Emiliano Martinez. And at this point, thinking to myself, I said, Oh, it's over. I saw Muani clear with the goal beaming at him. And Emiliano Martinez had to have been like 14 yards off his line. He boots it. And Emiliano Martinez blocks it with his leg. Gave us a little flashback of a 2010 when Robin was on a clear one-on-one. And Iker Casillas comes out and blocks it with his leg as well. A great moment for Emiliano Martinez. Saved the country. Saved Lionel Messi's legacy. And you just never see keepers get that much praise. So we got to praise him for that one. That happened in the 123rd minute. And we were all just waiting and just yelling at our TVs hoping for the ref to blow the whistle. He finally blows it. We end up in penalties. What other way to end this World Cup than a good penalty shootout? 
Um, the penalties are taken right in front of the Argentinian fan side. And I don't know if it's just the drama of the game, but I would have expected the fans, you know, to be causing hell, just be causing ruckus as Mbappe's taking his pre his his PK. But no, it, everyone was just in the moment, silent, just watching. Not really, um, how we say it in Spanish, alientando. We weren't really Argentina's. The Argentina's fans, they weren't. You know, usually, even like in a fucking Copa Libertadores final, it's a penalty shootout, especially if it's like a Boca versus River Plate. Those Argentinians are causing a ruckus, like just going balls to the wall, just jumping up and down, just chanting the whole time, trying to, you know, evade, like uh, trying to distract the opponent. That was shocking to me, really. I, I was watching the game and I got up and I was like, why aren't these fans doing anything? Why? Like it's, I don't know. I, I saw it as a duty to, you know, put some more added pressure onto Mbappe. Although it probably wouldn't have done much because this motherfucker is really automatic from 12 yards out. Three penalties in one game scored by him. I mean, Harry Kane couldn't score two to save England. So you got to give props to the man. Uh, He scores it with ease. Argentina ties it. And then um, just his teammates fail him. They they missed the next two. And Montiel ends up sealing the deal. Getting redemption back for that handball. For that elbow flared out. And he wins it for Argentina. And now we are here. Go debate settled. Argentina is the World Cup champion. And... You must admit, this is this was the greatest World Cup final in history. Not much to debate here, anyway. So if uh, if George was here, he'd just have to accept it, and I'm sure he'd come out with some outlandish takes or whatever, just to you know, just to try and prove a point. But even he deep down admits that Lionel Messi is the greatest player of all time and everyone just has to understand that at this point speaking of greatest players of all time Lionel Messi now enters a realm of the sports world in which very few players get access to You have Michael Jordan in the NBA. You have Tom Brady in the NFL. Now Lionel Messi joins these two. And can be the undisputed GOAT due to his willingness to show up, his willingness to win, and his determination to outwork every single person, outsmart every single person, 
whoever is across the field from him. Now, Michael Jordan, unfortunately, I never got to got to actually witness the man in person or, you know, witness it as it was happening. Um, I was born in 1997. But uh, the last dance really opened my eyes. And um, just looking at, just even before that, um, reading uh, articles about him or uh, watching YouTube videos and seeing interviews about him, um, you just had, you just, you understand why he is the greatest of all time. But thankfully, we, or at least I, and I'm sure everyone listening to this, got to witness the greatest American football player of all time, Tom Brady. And thankfully, we all got to witness the greatest soccer player of all time in Lionel Messi. It's tough to compare the two, uh, especially like between sport, like the difference in sports and how tournaments and leagues work. But major, major tournaments, I see, let's just go based off major tournaments. Champions League, World Cup, Copa America, which are like the major tournaments for for club and country. Lionel Messi has four Champions Leagues, one World Cup, and one Copa America. That puts him at six, tied with Michael Jordan's NBA titles. One less than Tom Brady's seven Super Bowl rings. So, watching that, watching this final for Messi was like watching the Patriots Atlanta Falcons Super Bowl. You know, there was a lot of debate going on at that point really whether or not Tom Brady was the greatest of all time. And he only had four. Three were early on in his career. One was against Seattle. Um and there was really an excuse for all of those. Uh, there was the tuck rule year. There was <laughs> people make the excuse that Adam Vinatieri won that Super Bowl against the Rams. And then people blame the Seahawks Super Bowl on Russell Wilson throwing an interception at the goal line. And after that fifth title, when he won it against the Atlanta Falcons, the debate was over, really. Because coming down from 28 to 3 lead, nobody really does it. Although, Matt Ryan uh, last Thursday <laughs> just gave up a 33-0 lead. So, I guess there's a little, there's room for a, a Matt Ryan blown lead excuse in that one as well. But no. Watching that game and seeing how Brady marched the Patriots back to win was insane and immediately put him over uh, who what many people were were comparing to Joe Montana. And this 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 World Cup for Messi had to have been that moment for him. 
you know. Last year he won the 2021 Copa Copa America, and you know not many people were were convinced at that point. They beat Brazil in a 1-0 in an empty Maracanã. Di Maria scored the goal. Um, Messi really didn't show much in that game. But this tournament turned it all around for him, really. As I said before, I haven't seen this a Messi this inspired since, I don't know, since... I I'll, I guess since 2015 when he won the Champions League, but even then, um, the star power around him really didn't make him have to show up in a way that in the way that he did at this tournament. This reminded me a lot of um, 2012 when he scored 91 goals in one calendar year, just completely and absolutely dominated the tournament, played the best tournament. By a single player. Didn't get the, the Golden Boot Award. That went to Mbappe. Deservingly enough. I mean you scored three goals in the final. You score a hat-trick in the final. You Go ahead and take it man. Messi just flipped the football world upside down really at this point. He. Proclaimed. He declared his GOAT status. At this year's World Cup. And he finished it off with the World Cup trophy. The only way a GOAT should do it. If any of you disagree, um, proper fouls, DMs are open. You can DM us and who knows, we might put you on we might have you on the pod so we could debate this as we move forward in this podcast. Like we've said before, we will Cover NFL. We're coming into week 16 here. Um, just an absolute shit show of what's going on with the NFL right now. The NFC doesn't seem to have a clear cut to win it. The AFC, I'd say the Bills, but even then, uh, we're not. We can't. We can't even tell. This this has to be one of those years where. We get some crazy final, and I don't know, maybe a team like San Francisco wins it. Again, I have to, I'm going to have to really research and see who is going to win it so I could place a bet because we hit big in this World Cup final. And we're going to keep it going. What I should have done was place a, bar, a parlay bet like the guy that uh, had France winning it, where he did an eight leg parlay. But good for him. He cashed out. He took over well over a hundred thousand. But we'll get into the NFL, and uh, we'll be taking three weeks off now. We'll start. We'll we'll get a podcast coming to you at the beginning of the new year um, to preview the NFL playoffs. Uh, gives us time to, you know, upgrade the studio a little bit. Um, figure out our uh, figure out some minor details we need to go over and um, possibly hopefully pull in to get some guests on here to you know spread some knowledge on this podcast as well not just be a, a 
a degenerate gambler's pod or <laughs> just a degenerate sports watcher, sports consumer. Just get some guests on here, have uh, whatever they, they've they uh, gone through or, you know, interview them one-on-one, see what their stories are about and uh, just some content to uh, bring some knowledge to the listeners, to you guys. Yeah. Argentina is your 2022 World Cup champion. Lionel Messi has cemented his legacy as the greatest of all time. And uh, we appreciate you guys for tuning in. Y'all stay safe. God.